Welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. I'm Caroline Rena, and here, let the ride inside adventure begin. I will share what it's like on my own healing journey, and through what I learn and become aware of, provide insight to your journey as well. Hi everyone, I'm Caroline Rena, and welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. And today our uh, talk is going to be about stillness. And it's interesting how it came about because I was actually uh, working through some things over the past couple of weeks. I did an update yesterday on video and explained what was going on and the types of um, processes I was using and where I was at and all that kind of stuff. So if you really, um, if you're interested in finding out where I'm at with that, you can go look at that video. But today I wanted to kind of get into um, uh, the things that I'm finding interesting about myself and my beliefs. And this is all through my own work. And actually it's all, it's through work with my clients. And uh over the past few days, and especially this morning when I was getting into it, my own work showed me that there's a fine line between taking time out, which I'll call stillness, and going inside versus movement. And I did some research on that last week, and I know, I mean, we actually need both, both stillness and movement. Stillness to reconnect with ourselves, which we don't get much of in our society, and of course, movement um, in exercise and connection with nature, walking in nature, that type, that sort of thing, which that could actually include stillness too in a certain way with, with a walk in nature. Um, but the movement I'm kind of referring to is the not sitting in front of the computer screen all day long and then going to bed or watching TV or sit, 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 or being in a car, you know, that type of thing. Um, so what I want to consider today is the piece about going inside to be still and kind of share what kind of things came up for me, what I learned, what I've looked at, researched, whatever. And what I want to say is that where we get our answers, I'm noticing this more and more, to life is not necessarily from looking outside of us. I mean, we get answers out there. Somehow I see it as being after uh, doing the work inside. So things happen on the outside and we're like validated out there, but I don't think we actually find our answers out there. I think the answers are found within ourselves from stillness. And uh, we absolutely get inspiration from going within, whether we recognize that or not. And as a bonus, we get to find out that we actually have intuition or what some people might call like um, gut feelings or you know things like that. So when we do this work, we reconnect with ourselves and we get to a point where we actually hear ourselves um, help, helping, like I'll say about myself, I hear myself helping myself. I can call it soul. I can call it my guides. I could call it guidance from life. I could call it intuition. I don't know. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to name it, let it be that, you know, um, but there's something that really crept up for me when I was thinking about this. And what that was, was why some of us can't go inside. And why was that so hard for me to do over the years? And I'm beginning to start to see what happened and what the struggle was for me. 
And what I'm discovering from talking about and learning about the trauma and, and um, in myself and in others uh, and how I'm walking through the trauma and getting more and more into the inside of me without being um, so hesitant to do it is that um, what, I'm, what I'm finding is that childhood trauma um, and possibly ongoing trauma affects us as affects us, but in a lot of cases, it affects us differently. And I'm not quite sure how that works yet because some people don't actually get stuck in it forever and some people do, and I don't know what that is. So I wanted to take a look at that and hopefully at some point I'll figure, figure out what that is. I'm kind of doing a little bit of research on that right now to, or um, in talking to, to people who I've done work with to find out what if they have any, you know, ideas on what that is, but it's not something we're talking about today. So some point, at some point, I'll, I'll kind of hopefully be able to find that out because I'm very curious about that. But the, the thing I wanted to share was like um, how certain people, for example, like Oprah Winfrey went through all this trauma when she was a child, but look at her now, or you know, um, Tony Robbins went through all of this stuff when he was a, a child and teen and, and the rest of that stuff, but look at him now. But then there are some people who go through this stuff and have no clue or idea on how to get out of that and, and move forward and create something in their life, life to, um, to just like be on this incredible path of life itself, you know, and it's like, what happens in that? But anyway, um, I wish I could answer that question right now. That's what's juggling in my head. And speaking of which, I'll get into that in a minute, but uh, my intention is about the stillness, why it's good, and why it's difficult for some people to get still and to add to that, to meditate. And of course, I'll be using myself and what I'm finding out for myself as an inspiration for what I'm uh, sharing with you. So one of the things I remember reading a while back was uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And it kind of settled, put something in my mind about um, he had been talking about someone and I don't remember the name at the moment. And um, if you know it, let me know because I can't remember the name. But this person, this man sat at a table and uh, in, a, in a dimly lit room for hours with a notepad and a pen and really nothing to do, nothing to think about, nothing to write. I mean, nothing was going on. It was just sitting there. And the, the result was getting the answers to whatever problem there was that was going on. And I think it was Edison and how he got his idea for the light bulb, but I'm not 100% sure. So again, if you know who that was, if you remember, let me know. I'm curious, but if not, it's all good. But the point is, is that they actually sat there in stillness, quiet. And then when they were done, they started to get these answers that they were looking for that they needed, you know, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to, um, to put out to you is that it's so important for us to just stop. And I'm bad at this, you know, I'll be the first to admit it getting out of the rat race, getting off the computer, stop watching so much TV, you know, all there's all manner of destruct or distraction, destruction, I guess that's a, that's a good word too, but distraction to come into um, our lives that take us away from the inside of us. All, you know, it, it's all out there. We're all watching it. We're all trying to escape and, you know, whatever that, whatever that means to you, you know? So, um, 
the challenge, at least for me, is that for many years, I was afraid. I was so afraid of the darkness inside of me and it scared me that I didn't want to go there. You know, I wouldn't meditate. I couldn't sit still. I was constantly on the go. And um, and I, when I tried to start to attempt any type of meditation, I would hyperventilate, which that's a challenge. And because, and it happened because I was in extreme anxiety, but the challenge is because part of meditation is about breathing. So full circle, <laughs> you know, we got to learn how to breathe first to, to release the anxiety. And we, and we get to do that through breathing. So it's all in there at the same time. So um, now most of us know that because it's, um, because breathing is life, it's part of life, that it's a natural thing to learn or relearn how to breathe. So we're all breathing, sure. But the challenge with that is that um, we're not necessarily breathing uh, the way our bodies need to breathe. And I'll get into that in a moment, but I wanted to just say that um, it took me, you know, with meditation, it took me a long time. I couldn't understand why I couldn't meditate. I thought there was something wrong with me. And even the easiest forms of meditation proved hard for me. And I wouldn't even attempt something like transcendental meditation because that required like not thinking. And for me, that isn't something I can easily do at all. And I still don't do transcendental meditation because it's just not something that's part of the way I'm set up. I, I just didn't, chose not to do that. But the, the point of transcendental meditation, like I said, is clearing your mind. I'm like, what? And as you can imagine, I was frustrated. I was angry. I couldn't get over the anxiety because I wanted to settle my mind and I couldn't do it. Now, there's a reason for that, because what I found out years later is that I have a processing mind and it wasn't necessarily that I was like going crazy or, you know, whatever, but it was just that my mind processes things naturally. It's just like that. We're all different. Some of us have processing minds. Some of us don't have processing minds where we can settle our minds. And over the years, through my work with different types of meditation, it has settled more, but it doesn't go quiet. And it, I don't think it ever will. I doubt it. And I remember one of my teachers years ago telling me about monkey mind, which Buddhists, Buddhists talk about. And uh, that's definitely what was going on. It was like chatter, chatter, chit, 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 chit. You know, I mean, I was hearing my parents' voices. I was hearing uh, people, other people's voices who were like, who I thought were telling me what to do. And I was, it, it was just, it was a crazy mess in there. And uh, so what the key takeaway here, though, again, is that we're de designed differently. So you can't, one size doesn't fit all in any, in any way, anything we do, no matter what we want to believe it does, I don't feel like it does because I can't do certain things that other people can do. And I've learned not to beat myself up about it because I can't do it. So I find different ways of doing it. And um, what doesn't necessarily, or what necessarily works for other people doesn't necessarily work for us. And that's just something we get to accept, you know, and, and I've done that, with, especially with meditation. So anyway, I tried all kinds of ways to meditate. I tried seated meditation. No, nope, I couldn't breathe or sit still. And then I tried walking meditation in the woods. Yeah, that worked. I could breathe the fresh air and I had things to look at that would keep me from thinking, but it didn't feel like I was really connecting with my 
body. It was more like connecting out with nature. So that's a little different. And then do other have other types of um, walking meditations, like through a labyrinth and different things like that, in which you can try that. Um, and if whatever works, that's what that's the point behind this. Um, I also tried meditating my the first opportunity or early on meditating with somebody in the room uh, uh, leading the meditation. And that was pretty cool. And I kind of got into that a little bit, but I don't think I was actually meditating because I was listening to them and I was thinking about stuff. And the, the messed up part for me at the end of that was when they asked everybody to describe what they what what happened for them. And uh, people would start talking about what they saw or the aha moments that they had or what they felt. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. I am so bad at this. This stinks. I can't do this. Yada, yada, yada. I just couldn't get it right. Crap. It, <laughs> so it was so hard for me to find a way to do it. And so I gave up for a while. And then one day, many years later, I wanted to try again. And I started researching meditation again. And this time I found out that there were actually as many different ways to do meditation as there are people in the world, or so it seemed. And so um, I found a meditation that was perfectly simple for me, and I figured I'd try it. And basically what it was, was, was about lighting a candle, putting it on. I did it on the floor because that's where I usually do things is on the floor. But you put it on a table, but um, lighting the candle, staring at the flame, and breathing. And not necessarily deep breathing or whatever, just breathe, normal breathing, whatever that means, you know which I'll get, like I said, I'll get into that piece too. And so I figured I could manage that one and I tried it and it worked and I started to feel calmer and I started to feel like, you know, kind of buzzing a little bit and, and but that was pretty much it. Then I found a really cool meditation, which was, um, I made it an experiment just to see the difference between, you know, the candle and this one. And it's called Osho Meditation, O-S-H-O. And you can look that up online because um, this isn't about specifically Osho Meditation. So, um, but it's really cool. And it was just about like going crazy with body movements, like dancing and shaking and randomly moving the body around the room and letting all the pent up energy inside go. And what the cool thing about that is once you're done with that, you're almost like tired, right? So after about 20 minutes or so of that, we sat down and we meditated and I could feel my body buzzing and I could feel things and I could sense um, the energy in my body. And it, it was the first time that that had ever happened for me. And I went deeper than I'd ever gone before and, and it was still kind of on a surface because I was still kind of paying it because that's what I do. I was paying attention to what was going on with everything that I really wasn't, I don't know if I was really meditating or just feeling my body, but that was the best, that was the best thing, uh, experiment that I had done in so far as doing a different type of meditation. And it really helped me to start connect with connecting and understanding what my body feels like. Um, but I didn't continue on that meditation path. And um, I, although I did get into the zone that like meditators and athletes talk about, it wasn't like a full on, yeah, I'm in, now I can do this, you know, whatever. And um, I figured it out and then I didn't. And then life took over again for me and um, 
things, I was constantly on the go and, you know, things were going on with my kids and uh, th situations in my life were actually getting harder for me to handle that I thought it felt that way at least. And I started to feel more and more anxious and depressed because of what was going on and because I couldn't slow myself down. So I'm constantly go, 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 go. Brain's going, go, 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 go. And so there's no rest for the weary, so to speak, with me. And that went on for a few years until at one point, I believe I could have had adrenal fatigue, um, even though I was never really diagnosed with it because I felt awful um, for the first time in my life. And it was like, I was exhausted and I, and I just didn't have the energy to do anything, especially even things I used to like doing, you know, and enjoying to do it. Just, I didn't want to, I just did what I had to do. And I came home and I just sat in front of the TV and, um, vegetated and then went to bed, you know, after whatever we had dinner, whatever. And so at the time I was living in, um, I think Southwestern PA, and I did, I ended up looking up this woman by the name of Lillian Ronzio, who happens to still be there. And she's running her school of holistic health now, which is amazing. And I'm really happy for her that she's got this going on. And I can tell you that um, I, she was like instrumental for me in putting me on the path of healing my body. And I learned so much from her. And she's also where I initially kind of got into the world of the metaphysical and it, because it just intrigued me. And I started meeting people uh, through her and then I started meeting other people and then I just started gathering all these people um, in my life who were into this metaphysical stuff, which I thoroughly like dove into headfirst and I enjoyed it and I pulled things out that I that, you know, that resonated with me and worked with me. And I learned a lot about myself and my body and spirit and, you know, higher self and different things like that and more. And um, I just, it wasn't anything I was ever interested in until that point. So it was really cool for me. And so anyway, um, the reason I started this whole thing about the stillness thing is because it's not really metaphysical. It's actually something that's like, it should be, it should, I am use the word should, but it, it should be natural for the human body, but we've never been taught it. So it's not natural for us. It's kind of unnatural um, at this point for a lot of people. And I'm going to talk about the meditating piece of it because it's so important to understand that, um, that there's no like one way to meditate there's no right way to meditate, and there's only the way you find that works for you way to meditate, and it doesn't matter what it is, and if you're feeling any anxiety around it, I, that's what I'm here for, apparently, to, to help you walk through that or understand what it is or, you know, guide you or whatever, and that's what I wanted to do here today because there shouldn't be an anxiety about meditation. It's, it's actually good for you, so... Um, Walking through the initial stages of anxiety of this, and we're not even talking about the meditation part, all you need to do is breathe, which, by the way, the key to meditation is breath. So here's the circle. Let's close it. And what I'll share with you, again, is there's no right or, way, right or wrong way to do it, but you need to learn to breathe the way our bodies are meant to, like I mentioned earlier. And 
Let's get back into a little bit about the stress response, which I've talked about from years of being stressed, from years of being stressed, breathing for most humans, breathing for me became very shallow because that is a natural response. When the body goes into the stress response, you don't, if you've ever noticed, you're not doing deep, calm breathing. You're just kind of, you know, it's just shallow breathing. It's all up here. Take a breath. Um, so, like I said, that's the normal body's the body's way of handling stress. And so, learning how to breathe more deeply is what I needed to do, and that will help if you're interested in learning how to meditate differently or finding your way of meditating. So, there's also the central nervous system accompaniment of this, which obviously is connected to your autonomic and parasympathetic nervous system, and there's too much science there, so you can go do some research on that if you choose to, but um, the point being is that once you learn how to breathe, the rest is automatic, and um, meditation seems to naturally occur, and if you don't like the word meditation, then you can use another word like relaxation or whatever you can find that will help you. I'm going to give you a real quick example of a client that I had met with last week where uh, don't like the word meditation uh, and could not do it from experience, uh, past experience. It just didn't work. And so basically what I did was I just sat in on Zoom, you know, and basically said, okay, we're going to try this. Never done it before. So let's see what happens. So what I want you to do is I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose and hold it and then let it out. And then take a deep breath in through your nose and hold it and let it out. way. And so what happened was you started to feel calmer, but the cool thing was because I, I had them start by start with their eyes open. And as they were doing it, a little we kept doing the breaths, the breathing, the breathing, and their eyes started to close. And I was like, wow. That's really cool because it automatically happened. And I was like, wow, that's meditating. It appears that way. And um, by the time we were done with like, I don't know, three to five minutes of doing this, there was a calm that overtook them. And they were like uh, feeling that calmness, which had not been something that they had really felt before. And so I asked and I said, okay, so if meditation, the word meditation doesn't work for you, what's a good word? And they said, this is really relaxing. So relaxation. And I was like, okay, so let's not talk about meditation anymore. <laughs> let's look at it from the relaxation point. So anytime you're starting to feel agitated or anxious or whatever, Deep breath in, hold, deep breath out, let it go all the way out and just do it for a couple of minutes and it'll calm you down. 
you know, it'll release some of that anxiety. And that's a huge, huge first step to take in releasing anxiety. And it's just breathing. But that's what I'm saying is you need to learn to breathe correctly and deeply. So, so it will help you. It will help your nervous system. And so I want you to know that it's not as hard or anxiety producing as you might think. And you'll literally fall into it. And guess what? You get to take it as slow as you want. And for whatever amount of time you want, forever how long you want it to be, it's all up to you. It's not about what someone else's process is that works for them. And that's great. And it works for some people that work with them. And that's great. But it may not work for you, especially if you've been traumatizing, you have your nervous system like, hey, all the time. And you've, you, you, you're locked into the stress response. Just learning to breathe is the key out of that anxiety that I've found. And I feel like it can help anyone. It's no big secret. It's no big, you know, I didn't put together this whole, you know, process and all this stuff. It's just breathing. And so um, what I can do is, like I had mentioned uh, yesterday in my video, I have myself on uh, Fiverr now to help with um help people with anxiety. So you can reach me through there and you, um, for first, for first time connect people connecting with me, I give a bit of a discount on that. Um, if you just want to reach out to me and, uh, to learn how to help to release some of your anxiety and do it. So like we can do it face to face and it, it, it'll just help you to walk through it. You can learn how to do it, whatever, whatever I'm here to guide through anxiety, because I think it's highly important at this point right now, because so many people are so anxious and, and I can, I can feel it. I feel it myself, you know, and we don't need to be that way. And if we could start, you know, uh, recognizing that we have, we actually do have control over it. It may not feel like it, but we have control over it. And we certainly have control over our own breathing. Um, and so, uh, again, if you want to connect with me through my, uh, I read my blog, I'm on, uh, I have, and, and, or my podcast, which is on YouTube, you know, whatever I, I'm going, I have links to, uh, to leave for you and you can go in. Um, what I normally do is attach a, a link tree link. So you have all the links in front of you and you can pick whatever you want if you choose to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, really if you want to learn how to breathe and you want to learn how to reduce anxiety, just reach out. You know, I mean, it'll get you going in a direction rather than feel like you're, you know, crashing, which is not fun. So um, we want, I personally want my life to be fun and joyful and peaceful and you know, have loving relationships and things like that. But when we're anxious, it's really hard to do anything um, when we fall back into that anxiety. So uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this um, podcast. I hope in some way it helped. And I hope that you reach out uh, if you want to shift some of this for yourself and get started and um, 
maybe on a, on your own journey or just to learn some tools, you know, to help you. So I think that's about it. Um, have a beautiful day or night. I, I don't know. I never know what to say on those. Uh, enjoy your time. Enjoy your moment. How's that? Enjoy your moment. Try to enjoy your moment, living in the moment. And I hope to see you next time on the Ride of My Life podcast. And I'm Caroline Rena, and I will talk to you later. All right. Bye.